Hello there. Welcome to Everpals. Hi there, everybody. And hi, uh, Dr. Yarnax. Hello, Nurse Spoken. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Uh, I just uh, was hanging out with you last night on uh, on Discord. Yeah, it was uh, my last night in lab and took a little break from my work. And what we do? We watch Time Bandits. Time Bandits. You can see by the name of this episode, Time Bandito. Because Yarnax is um, a little bandito. Yeah, we got uh, Yarnax, the um, little deputy halfling illusion from one of the uh, heritage crates. So he's a little bandit now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saw, like, you see on Instagram where Yarnax got the crown of deceit to become a wood elf to look like uh, my old warrior, Neonite. And now I never use it. I'm always a bandit. Yeah, I'm a little sad I put all that effort in. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me the other night, you're like, hey, you never use that anymore. And then I used it for all of like 10 minutes. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, too, back to the bandit awesome. I go. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you know why that we were watching Time Bandits? Yeah. So one of our guildies on in PALS, Pomponius, uh, really loves Time Bandits. He said it's, you know, great movie i i never heard of it before i thought i, I did either no nope. there was a movie called i think it's called ice bandits or ice pirates and i thought that was the same movie and then i looked for at a trailer and i was like this is not the same movie oh you so you watch a trailer ahead of time yeah i watched i mean just like a few seconds when i realized it wasn't the same movie i stopped because i like to go into something completely fresh and not knowing what to expect and um and i got that <laughs> uh, I um I was I've been watching the new Loki series. I also watch uh, Rick and Morty pretty frequently, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes when I'm on YouTube and watching some of the reviews, maybe I miss some. You know, uh, like oh, they put this in here. This is a a, a a callback to Time Bandits or something. And I'm like, okay, well, I've never seen the movie. Oh, so okay. uh, I don't I don't get the reference. Um, and then. You know, Pom Pomponius was talking about like having to watch it. Mm-hmm. So we did our pals movie night that we sometimes occasionally do uh, in lieu of rating or on an off night. Yeah, and night. Uh, we watched um, we watched Time Bandits. And what was your thoughts? It um, <laughs> so it was a it's a British comedy, right? Uh, but I can't remember if it's by the same people that created Monty Python. Um, but I know some of the actors that are involved in that, in that uh, genre are in this movie. Sean Connery was in this movie. I really love Sean Connery. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It wasn't one of those like laugh out loud kind of movies, but you weren't sure where it was going next. And I did like that aspect of it. Um, my favorite part was... I mean, I'm not going to get into too much details, but my favorite part was the Robin Hood part. I, I genuinely laughed almost the entire time that character was on screen. So, I, you know, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Monty Python. One of my friends yeah, in too. high school, we, we became friends because I think like the first day of school or second day of school, we both wore uh, the Holy Grail like shirts. <laughs> okay. Like I had a angry white rabbit and mm-hmm. I think he had like a, the Black Knight <laughs> Like yeah, some classic. random T-shirt, you know, yeah. and that 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 even if it's British humor, is is flat out funny. I know British humor can be a little dry, but 
um, this I feel like Time Bandits was a little, little too dry for my humor. Yeah, it it had its like I said, it had its funny moments, but also had moments where like, oh, I mean, I see they meant they meant that to be funny, but um, I didn't chuckle. <laughs> you just kind of oh, you just in your mind was like, oh, that was kind of funny. My uh, my favorite part is like sitting in Discord with you know you know ten or twelve guildies and basically yeah, being fun. like mystery science theater three thousand <laughs> totally. And, yeah. And you know, chiming in when something funny or you know or weird happened, like they threw that pirate off the ship, and all the little the time bandits and uh, Kevin, which was the main uh, character, mm-hmm. they were all like laughing to each other. My first thought was like, Kevin, Kevin's twelve and he just killed a man. He just <laughs> dumped him in the ocean, uh, and you know, like chiming in with my thoughts, like like mystery science theater, you know, was. I think that's like the best part of doing like the guild, like movie night. So totally. I think if we did it more often, I think we'd get more of that kind of back and forth banter. Uh, but we talked, great. we talked uh, a little bit after we had a, like a list of movies. I know Pomponius wants to watch um, Big Trouble uh, in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China, another yeah. movie. I know Kurt Russell's in it, but not a movie I'm like uh, ultimately familiar with. Yeah, I, I saw that back. The last time I saw it was probably early, like mid '90s, maybe. Uh, it probably used to come on HBO when I was a kid. Uh, but I remember it. I remember enjoying it. I, I don't remember the plot. Say, I thought you were gonna say Skin of Max. Huh? No, no, we, we didn't have that one. But and I know uh, Cannabis wants to watch uh, Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. I've seen that a few mm-hmm. times. Very, very nice. I had I had mentioned maybe a couple of the Monty Python movies like um, uh, the Miracle of Life or Holy Grail. Um, what's the uh, what's the other one there? Life of Brian. The Life of Brian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I only watch the Holy Grail and like know that one. I've I've probably seen bits and pieces of the other ones, but I don't know them very well. Um, I would want to watch. I mean, I think cannabis would be down with it. I don't watch Half Baked. I, I really, it's, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I used to watch it all the time, knew everything about it. And it's probably been almost 10 years since I've watched it. I feel uh, bad saying that since it was a movie I watched a lot um, when it came out. I know that I, I had mentioned Grandma's Boy. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That is. I have. It's been a while. Yeah. My, my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah, I um, think we it's should just one liner just... after one liner, and uh, I was I really hope that we can watch that. I would actually I'd rent that for uh, Pal's movie night. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think that'd be fun to um, have people, especially the people that are there like week in week out, um, to like pick a movie and just kind of go around. Well, like uh, yeah. Band Aid, Cannabis, Katricia. You know, we have a couple. Um, you know, I don't think they'll mind me saying this, but we got a couple of like stoners in no, our, they don't in our guild. So <laughs> that's something they hide. <laughs> definitely not uh, during raids or whatever, yeah. right? But uh, I think obviously that's a it's a big stoner movie. So I think I don't know. I could probably get my wife to come sit and watch that with us too. <laughs> yeah, or like Up in Smoke. It's been a really long time since I watched that movie. Um, that's a classic one. Um. I see before that we you... change subject, hang on. Oh, before we change subject, yeah. I want to tell you a Pomponia story. And I, w- I told him I was going to mention this in the podcast. Okay. So you know we've played Dungeons & Dragons, and I have my character, Yarnax, in our Dungeons & Dragons session, who is a halfling rogue. Uh, 
And right. Yarnax is based off of, which you may not know, based off of the, the character Tasselhoff Burfoot, which is in Dragonlance novels. Well, Tasselhoff is uh, a kinder, which is similar to a halfling. Anyway, um, Yarnax in our D&D campaign was being very boastful about his role in a, a slaying a giant. And he met across this, met, uh, this woman, came across this woman, Penelope. Uh, you remember Penelope, right? Uh, Is that the one that tried to... Uh, tried to seduce me. And Yarnax kind of turned her down. And then later that night, Yarnax went back to the inn and he heard a noise. And so when he heard a noise, he heard somebody like rattling the door. And so he went to the corner and hid. Both roles were awesome, by the way. And so Yarnax was hidden in the corner and Penelope came in and went, she's like, oh yeah, I tried, she tried to poison my drink, right? And Something. I was, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm glad you said seduce because I was going to say another word. <laughs> yeah, let's not use that. Let's say seduce. Um, so like Yarnax got away, but Penelope's um, goal was to um, have her way with Yarnax. But I made amazing roles and got away with it. And so how does this, uh, how does this correlate with Pomponius? Let me get, all right, I'm, I'm like turning the corner. So in EverQuest, uh, in the EverQuest game, which is separate from D&D, obviously, um, I would get tells from a character named Penelope. And it would just say like, I'm coming for you, Yarnax. And then I would like try to reply like really quick and it was gone. And then I think I even asked you, I was like, dude, are you Penelope? And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I thought maybe Rippy, because that seems like something Rippy would do, right? And so for the longest time, this was going on for months. Uh, just randomly, I'd get this tell from a Penelope character, you know, some kind of either threatening or just like, I still love you, Yarnax. And um, I, I never figured out who it was. So the other day, it was Tuesday, I get another tell from Penelope. And then I get a tell from Pomponius. And he was like, hey, by the way, uh, it's been fun, but I got to delete the Penelope character. I need to make room for another alt. So it was Pomponius the whole time for like months. He carried this on. And he told me That's that so funny. the Penelope character was named after his dog. And um, him and Dracoco came up with that character together. And he was so, both him and Coco were so upset on how well Yarnax rolled and ruined their plans. But yeah, I told Pomponius I'd give him a shout out. Um for for the, uh, his dedication to the Penelope character, and he really had me fooled. I would have never guessed because I he's not he's like part of our campaign, but I know he listens in and participates, right. and so I I wouldn't have expected him. Now I wonder if uh, if Pomponius and Dracoco got together and kind of did the whole gay bard leader um, weird guy that I met on Digery that one day. Maybe yeah, we'll have to ask. Uh, because, because I think he he touched my ass or like grabbed my ear or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, even I was uncomfortable for being super, <laughs> super flamboyant in the game. Right. <laughs> but I did did get a a cool Technicolor dream coat. You did. Like, you did. Uh, cape. So that was really cool. Yeah. And we're starting that up again. I think next weekend. Um, On the tenth. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll we'll throw a little bit of that in here. I think it's fun. You know it's relevant, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to to give uh, Pomponius his his uh, his credit for fooling me for months. He he is a fool, <laughs> a fooler, a fooler, a fooler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't fool um, me. 
So I wanted to touch base real quick. Um, I know we didn't, we don't really often um, bring it up, but I wanted to remind everybody that this is low production. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just me um, in downstairs in my living room or at the kitchen table. Just uh, chilling. We have broken. we have nice mics, and that's about it. We're t- we're doing this over Discord. We're yep. not um, using any soundboards or any mixers or nope. anything along those lines. Um, we're not using any programs other than what OBS to help record. Yeah, I know that's I'm the best way even... to do it. It's just something I had because I streamed on Twitch a couple of times. And I was we're like, not hey. even using webcams. I'm not even able to see your face, uh, which no. is something we could probably do. But I didn't um, shave this morning. <laughs> well, I haven't shaved in six months, so yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I, you know, I think um, I wanted to kind of bring up that we had uh, some, our first negative feedback, our first haters. So um, I think that means we're doing something right. Yeah. Because uh, you know, haters mean they're intimidated by us or or whatever not trying to toot our own horn or anything because like i said hey at least they listened i was like hey thanks for being a listener um and i just i feel like if they would have listened to the podcast as closely they would know that we're not trying to be funny here um we're not trying to make you guys laugh you know we're just you guys talking about a game that we love and uh Mm -hmm. hopefully you guys also love the the stuff that we talk about um it was kind of i was kind of hurt a little bit that i think that message was lost so immediately and that they felt the need to give like uh the feedback that they did but right i mean we're like you said we're by no means professional podcasters we don't want to be um when we wanted to start this we wanted just to keep it as a conversation between both of us about topics we like to talk about, and hopefully people enjoy it. Um, even if there were no listeners, I told them that, I told you the other day, uh, Pokin, like even if we had no listeners, uh, which I enjoy our listeners by the way, but even if we had no listeners, I would still enjoy just just talking with you for an hour or whatever, um, and that's that's what I like. Yeah, I feel sometimes like uh, you and I text so often too that I like. I'm not answering all your questions because I want to save some of that for the podcast. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I, I definitely agree. I think we have obviously some goals. Uh, we want to talk about, you know, different zones and different expansions and different classes mm-hmm. and podcasting is, is a form of like long form media, which you, you know, if you do a YouTube video, there's editing involved. It's only about 10 or 20 minutes long. And right. Uh, what are you expecting to get done with that? But um, we're just off the cuff. We're here. We're talking. And, you know, um, so we only have two followers on Facebook. We've got over 30 on Instagram. So I th- yeah. like I said, I th- for we only started uh, publicizing that we were even doing this just last week, right? So um, Yeah, and that day we got, like, a lot of people listened in, and thank you for listening. Um I think at the time of this podcast, while we're talking now, we have about 40 people who have like listened to almost every episode. Like, I really don't know how it's it's calculated, um, but from what I see, there's probably about anywhere from 30 to 40 people that like listen to almost every podcast and listen all the way through. And that, to me, that's amazing. I can't believe that there's 30 people out there to listen to us. I really appreciate it and I like it. Um, 
but we're, we'll, we'll keep on going on just because, like I said, we like to talk about stuff and it's, uh, it's fun for me and I think it's fun for you too. Just no, to, I'm having uh, the worst time yeah, ever. Yeah, I know. I'm dragging you every, every time. <laughs> um, so I did, I did want to mention, I know you had just a, you know, some house cleaning things before we get into maybe some of request stuff, but still generally related to, to what we're doing here. Um, you didn't realize Instagram was so popular. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm older than you. I think I'm uh, what, like 10 years older than you or so. Socially, social media, um, moronic or how do you old people, you boomers or whatever. Well, uh, we like the Facebook. <laughs> Get a little Tinara's voice in there. Uh, um, so yeah, Facebook. I mean, I, did you ever use MySpace? Yes. Okay. I, I, I don't know, man. Like MySpace was like the first one and you'd have to set up your page and everything. And it was a whole thing if how to set up your page. I was like not that big into it, but Facebook uh, early on, I'd say like, you know, 2010, I was pretty big into Facebook uh, posting almost every day and all that stuff. But now, um, I mean, you've, you know, recently, because I didn't think about it, I think you added me as a friend on Facebook and already wanted to find me. And I've set up um, a, a barrier for anyone to find me. I think it was hard to find me, right? Um, and then no, if you're from my generation, it's it's really easy to find almost anybody if you okay. just put a little effort in. Yeah. I, actually, I think I found your wife first. <laughs> I found you. <laughs> yeah. So I know, like, she doesn't use Facebook very often. I make a post like every six months, it seems. Um, so it's, you know, I don't use social media that much. I do get on there and kind of lurk and see what people are up to and like read articles and stuff. But I think the EverQuest group that we joined is one of the first groups that I've joined on Facebook. And then you're telling me like, oh, join Instagram. We need, I was like, well, one step at a time. And I, I joined the group on, on uh, Facebook. I don't even have Instagram downloaded on my phone. So, so Insta yeah. Instagram's fun um, only because what I what I normally do is I'll see someone in a movie or something. I'll go follow them on Instagram or okay. I'll see somebody say something funny on TikTok or something and I'll go follow them on Instagram. And people use that platform um, because it's really easy to to double tap and, and like a picture. Um, if you're like me, I'm not very uh, photogenic or, or I'm not taking a ton of pictures of myself. Yeah, but, um, uh, you know, at any time I do, I I have 500 people on there that know me somehow um, that, you know, toss a little like here and there when they scroll through and see that I've posted something. And so Everpels on Instagram, um, it's pretty similar. Anybody that's from the gaming community, you throw a couple of hashtags in your post. Anytime anybody hashtag searches EverQuest, you know, welcome up. So, yeah. And I'm I'm also barely on Twitter. So I, I recently joined Twitter, I think it was like two years ago, and it's not even like my personal email, it's my professional email, and I followed colleges, I followed researchers, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't get on there for uh, for entertainment, I get on there for networking. Yeah, that's what I kind of use LinkedIn for, but uh, I Twitter, as well. I don't know, Twitter's, um, I don't know, I... I not that anything against uh, liberals or anything, but I feel like Twitter is very liberal and, and there's a lot of hate speech that goes, it's a 
people mistake it as progressive, you know, so oh, I don't okay. know. I, I, I feel like sometimes I, I, I can't be on Twitter. I'll want to be a, a troll <laughs> when I like people, I disagree with them around something. I use Reddit quite frequently though. See, I don't have the Reddit app either. Oh, uh, Reddit's great. That's where yeah. I get all my I, news from. I use it like on computer. I just go through the web browser mm. and like, it's not the best to do it that way, but that's how I do it. And yeah. I like Reddit. Um, I use it for a lot of information, but yeah, I'm old school in a lot of ways. So, so you're telling me I need to get Instagram and make an account or what? No. Okay. Stay good. off of it. You're old. We don't want you yeah, on there. I don't want to be on there. <laughs> um, okay. So I request stuff. Uh, I had a question for you mm-hmm. and I thought it was a great, great topic for uh, a podcast or some of the stuff that we wanted to talk about. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, I wanted to talk about good players and bad players. Okay. Yeah, we I think we brushed up on this. I don't remember which episode. But we kind of talked about like how your reputation can be bolstered or ruined by like a few actions, right? At old ever request, I believe. So it's really easy to just change your name now and now you're yeah, somebody that's else. True. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's true. Um so I wanted to let, let's start with like good players and maybe what like the dichotomy of of being a good player kind of um entails. Um I th- I think most importantly would be like having everything that you need to be valuable in a group or a raid setting. So like right. you mentioned before, uh slow coco not having his uh his <laughs> his I think it was a cure uh, corruption. Was it cure yeah. or was it a corruption? It was a cure corruption. Because like so, corruption was something new that got it added in in the serpent spine, and I only bought spells that were relevant to our grouping. And so I think um having everything that you need, because uh, you never know what you're gonna need in a situation. Right. Sometimes sometimes blind is valuable, you know. Uh, in most situations, it's absolutely useless, but you never know. Sure. Um, I think also knowing your class. I, th- I think uh, that's like the biggest one for me is, is knowing your class and like what you're capable of, like knowing your role. Because I think through expansions, uh, the role of a class may change. Say like Druids, for instance, I know now... And I talked to Patricia about this and kind of, it's kind of a joke with her um, where I know she likes to DPS and I know in like Planes of Power, you know, all the way up through like Depths of Dark Colo. Um, and we'll have to get a Druid on here to confirm this. But, uh, well, you played Dracoco a little bit, so maybe you can touch on it. But they've, heal. yeah, they've, they've shifted. I think Druids have shifted to towards the role of healing uh, in a way from being a DPS. Um, I think they're it's coming up to that where druids are uh, very valuable for their their debuffs like on raid targets, right? Okay. Cold, cold, and and fire debuffs. Uh, right. I think they become invaluable during during raids. So that's something that uh, we've talked about in officer chat where um, we might start implementing that for the druids to do besides heals because it's it's needed. Yeah, but yeah, it's your we're a support class now, and less uh, less dots, less damage, less doing things like that. You know, we're snaring, we're rooting, we're doing support stuff. 
helping with buffs. Yeah, but also like a class, you can a player can be flexible to where you know if there's a cleric already in the group and you're a druid and you're used to healing, you just don't sit back and say, well, you know, I don't have to heal as much now. And you're sitting with like a full mana bar. Um, you know, then you could shift your role to like more dots and DPS, even mm-hmm. though that's not your main role and what you traditionally do. I think being flexible as a player uh, makes you a more well-rounded person in EverQuest. I also think, um, you know, having those skills that you need. Some uh, classes are very skill-based. So, for instance, like rogues are uh, disarming traps and lockpicking. And if you fail a a lockpick or you fail a trap because you just haven't put the time in getting those things, um, you know, skilled up or leveled up. You know, that's, that's foul. That's, you're not being appropriate with your class. Why are you playing a rogue if you're not going to skill up your lock picking? That makes no sense. Yeah, I did that with uh, my rogue, Polly. There were a couple of trick places where you could level up uh, traps and lock picks. And also um, you know, pickpockets, different things. You never know when it's going to come in handy, you know, for the... Mm-hmm. For the epic, it's needed, um, but there might be like a quest in an expansion where you need a rogue to steal something off of somebody. And yeah, just uh, keep your character, like read about your character, know about it. I mean, your class and know about it. And how can you go from a, a good player to someone like you and me admire as and say would be like amazing at their class? How do you trans? How do you transcend going from a good player to like an amazing player? Wow, that's a good question. So, I, I think some classes, you know, some classes lend to like have a higher skill cap than others. Uh, the ones off my top of my head are like bards. I think you know bards. Some of the things they can do, and also monks. And a lot of that has to do with pulling, because um, I think you know the the art of pulling, especially when the mobs can kill you um, in like 10 seconds or less. And we saw some of that uh, during Frostcrypt. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, being able to do that, um, let me think of some other classes that can do stuff like that. I think- Uh, Enchanters? Enchanters, yeah. I mean, you know, a good good enchanter can lock down like two mobs. Mm -hmm. A great enchanter can lock down three mobs, have them all slowed and and uh, keep them all like in check and like i was grouping with uh, our leader rippy the other day and he boxes like five characters and we're in ashen gate and we're gonna go try to get some power sources and i figured we have to clear to the camp well no not with rippy he's like i can just mez and mimbler and we can just keep moving and i was like wow that's that's great and he's doing this on his boxes mind you and so right that's kind of the thing uh that really it kind of impressed me i was really impressed by that one of the uh amazing people that i think i've had the opportunity to play with is uh breadstacks uh a shaman mm-hmm. that we had in our guild yeah um, to see him play a shaman because in my mind a shaman buffs and debuffs and Maybe like heals. heals, yeah. But the buffing and the debuffing—that's that's where they're handy, right? Um, but to see like breadstacks pull and slow and tank 
and yeah. just be like overall phenomenal like as an ogre shaman it it brings like new life to to the character playing it in a way like i i never thought about playing the character right um much like not not to like toot my own horn or anything but i i know you've seen me like rip aggro to tank while other warriors are, are getting beat on trying to rip aggro off of mm-hmm. uh, another mob or something you know, Pokin's beefy enough to to tank throw on counter attack once in a while now I, i'm 10 to 15 seconds where i'm not even taking damage right. um it's it's hard to hold aggro i'm not um I'm not like an off tank. I'm not a shadow knight. I'm not a, a ranger with taunt. But if you do it right, you know uh, you can see the rogue being used in in different ways other than just you know backstabbing and doing average DPS, right? Yeah, and and so you know I think a lot of that comes just from doing which which I love doing your research, learning like how to do certain things, talking with other people in your groups or guilds and observing other people like if you see if you're a um a rogue and see a rogue doing these things be like hey man what are you doing like how'd you do that can you give me a tip and those kind of things are just passed along uh, between each other i know in everquest there are um, class channels for every server and you can always just say you know talk in there and maybe you won't get trolled um you know there's gonna be that one person um, that trolls you, but there will also be that one person that sends you a private tell and be like, hey, if you want to talk about this, let me know. And, and that's, I like the community in that way. I, I don't know if you saw in Rogue Chat, I know a couple of times, maybe before you were on uh, Yarnax, we had talked uh, about like poisons and how poisons were important. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a master in poison making um, 300 skill or whatever the highest is right now. Um, with my ornaments and everything too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't use it often. And I feel like it's, I know it's useful. I know it has its benefits. And I know coming up here, it becomes more useful. But at the time, I know rogues were like, do I need to do this? Because yeah, it's a it's a unique rogue trait to be able to make poisons, right? Right. Um, and for some people to, be, you know, flat out be blatant in early expansions saying yes yes it's mandatory do it it's so important to make these poisons when really there's there's other options and the dps that comes from doing the poisons i mean in our raids i was still topping dps charts without mm-hmm. having to put a poison on before every fight you know so right I don't know. I think I think obviously there's there's different schools of thought too. I'm sure the same thing goes for bards and enchanters, shadow knights, and stuff. Oh, also shout out to Laronk and Arbitrage. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys play shadow light knights like nobody's business too. Yeah, I was gonna mention them. Like we were doing the Dinleth's army fight in Ashengate, and that's where you have like a swarm of NPCs that come at you, and we were doing well. And I look look back and I just see Laronk running around in a circle with about 10 mobs following him. And I'm like, oh, that's where they all went. <laughs> it's so funny to watch too. Yeah. But I, I definitely, I hate, appreciate those two guys uh, so much because I see those guys play their characters and I'm not worried about what they're doing. I think that's part of the thing on how you know if somebody's playing their character well or not is like if we had a necro on... 
you have to tell them like, Hey, you need to cast dead man floating. We need it. Mm-hmm. And then there's necros that'll play and they just, it's already casted, you know, yeah, like right. they already know we're coming up to a spot where everybody's going to need levitate. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, stuff like that, stuff like that is, is how, I think how you would transcend going from uh, uh, an average player to a great player, just knowing, knowing yeah. the layouts, knowing your character, knowing what's needed. I think there's also like an, an attitude thing that that's thrown in there. Um, confidence. I would, I'm not like saying confidence. Confidence is important, but I'm saying it's like a positive attitude about the situation where like the game's hard. You're going to wipe from time to time and you're going to get frustrated, but, and there's going to be people that you might know, Hey, that person X caused this wipe. Um, but you can be one of two people. One, you could, you know, get angry at them and just tell them they're an idiot and maybe rage quit or even just don't say anything like that. Or, you can um, be supportive of them and give them a tip, like how not to repeat that again. I yeah, think and that- I think that that's what was great about pals was um, I know we had taken took taken some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're the doctor here, um, but I, I I think we've hey we've advanced some players that uh, maybe hadn't met their their milestone or their uh-huh. ceiling and took them above that knowing right. that they had the ability to go above it, but uh, didn't really know how to get there. And all it took was, you know, some conversations, some helps, you know, some tells and some motivation. And obviously you were able, they were able to transcend into, you know, uh, everyday Raiders that we've needed and that we've benefited by having on the raids. Mm-hmm. Now, so we're gonna go to the flip the other side now. Yeah, <laughs> what makes so many? That's this is this is the part that's like easier. Like, there's more ways to make yourself a bad player than there are to be a good player. I think being a good player probably comes naturally. I I say most of the people, uh, especially in pals, um, are great. I don't think we have any like bad players in pals. I don't mean to say that anymore. Yeah, but I mean they come and go. I think. You know, we as a guild, we as pals, we recognize it and don't tolerate it. Um, but there's just very few people, there's very few examples of this in pals, but it does happen. Uh, you know, one player that comes to mind is um, like the toxic player who mm-hmm. even may be good at their class, but they're bad at being a human kind, being. <laughs> a, a human being. Yeah. Um, they have like a chip on their shoulder. They can't tolerate any mistakes from anyone else. Like they're better than you and they're going to let you know it. And, and that's great because we, we can obviously see that you're a good player, that you know your class and mm-hmm. we know your character, but we don't want you here. You're ruining yeah. the group. You're ruining the raid. You're making it unbearable to show up sometimes because of how your attitude comes across towards, you know, the people that I feel like a guild is a family, you know? and Yeah basically telling uncle sam there or uncle joe or whoever to uh to leave the dinner table (laughs) and you're like hey come on now uncle uncle joe's welcome to eat dinner with us just like you are so you ain't holding your fork right you need to get get out of here get out right i don't want to watch you eat and and i think that's 
obviously something that's very unique to the types of raiding that you want to do. I know there's hardcore guilds that uh, they don't let anybody slack off on their on their character, right? Right. Yep. And those people are probably welcome because they're the ones that are like, hey, we did an AFK check. I saw this person sitting there for 10 minutes and you didn't notice. Let's dock him DKP. When, you know, in our guild, uh, we understand that maybe that person had to ninja AFK real quick because uh, they have a kid or something, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. So toxicity, I think, would would be... It's like number one. Because I think that's just... I think it's number one because I think that's something that can't be unlearned. I think that's something that come is innate to it's like part of their personality, even outside of EverQuest. I think, but a lot of that comes from, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I think some of that comes from inadequacies inadequacies outside of EverQuest. They feel like they can be uh, Excel in EverQuest, but maybe outside of EverQuest, they're not having their best life. But inside EverQuest, they can have their best life, and so they're going to project that. My number one would be um, not being able to like follow directions or or learn from your mistakes. Yeah, but I, I feel like that could be corrected if the person wants to. Now, if they don't want no, to, that, then no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, they, just a total they, sense of apathy. They they don't want to, or they uh, yeah. don't care or they just are unable to you know right um a story comes to mind where we were trying to go into vishan's peak and we really only needed like you only needed one character keyed at a time right we needed people keyed to get in there and try to try to start killing mobs um and we were at the time waiting for this this guy in our guild to he wanted to key all six of his characters. He wanted to level up all six of his his boxes first before he got any of his keys or started working on his keys and stuff. And it's like, well, hang on, you don't need to bring all six. Okay. Just get I, the main all, keyed. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I even trust you playing six characters um at, at one single time anyways. Yeah. Just Get your main keyed. Come raid with us. He's the only one that's going to be earning DKP at the time anyways. Why are you waiting and not like being part of the guild and, and doing these raids? Oh, you're you're only hopping on and trying to, you know, make your own boxes and stuff better. Right. And, you know, when we try to talk to this person, we're like, listen, you got to just one, just 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 the one. And it was like in one ear, not the other. Yeah. Yeah, when people have their mind made up about what they're going to do and they have no flexibility whatsoever, that that doesn't make for a great uh, person in the in a guild. Yeah, I know we talked about like knowing your class, but not knowing your class is is also just as as painful and making you a bad uh, player, right? Yeah. So, but I I, I also know of a time where a player had um, he wanted to get an attack weapon. Okay. For his for his caster class because yeah. in in groups, um They'd obviously like he'd like to melee, but he doesn't understand that he just took an attack weapon out of somebody's hands that right. would have been beneficial for somebody else and not himself, you know. Yeah, and I, I could see like 
I'm, I'm thinking about like a new person because on Thornblade, when we're playing, I hear people either coming back from a long time of not playing, or I've even heard people like starting the game fresh. And I was like, wow. And as old as this game is, there's still people like coming in brand new. And I think that's great. And I think it can even be done on Mangler. Like, I don't want to discourage people um, when we say like, you don't know your class. And I don't want to discourage people from like starting off uh, brand new. I think you can learn your class. I mean, I just wanted to make clear that it's people that don't know their class and don't want to increase their knowledge. They're like, I have this base set of skills and that's all I'm going to do. You know, think about like Slow Coco if it wasn't my box and I and I was that was my main. And like I said, all I do is slow and heal. That's not a good shaman. Like you're not going to provide a lot of benefit to the raid. You need to be able to debuff. You need to be able to dot. You need to be able to crowd control with root and different things and really be on the swivel. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, new players are coming into a game that is Hard to understand, hard to get a grasp on, and also hard to even like control in a yeah. sense because right. I mean, having to hit Alt U, Alt Z. <laughs> well, Alt think about w. like making a brand new character and logging into that UI. I think people have talked about that the way EverQuest has their their user interface set up. When you first start playing, you got these windows like all over your screen with no idea like how to move them or what they are. It's so intimidating. That and, like, I know how to use the commands because I've played for such a long time. But if you're not doing a tutorial, you accidentally skipped a tutorial, you don't know how to communicate. Nope. You, you know, if hit, hitting R for reply is super easy. But unless you're reading a manual, you're not going to know that R even does that. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I forget some of the shortcuts from time to time. I'll be typing and then my target of target window will go away and I'm like what was it? shift T alt T and like some like trying different combinations of things to get it back the next thing you know your group window has gone exactly. you're expanded from the group your compass is, is not appearing exactly you know, like, oh, oh shit what have I done but do yeah. you have uh, do you have any stories about like uh, players that you hope to never see again <laughs> like bad players that you wish to never group with oh man um no, like I, I really don't. Like I'm trying to. I, like while we were talking about this, I was trying to think of it, and I can't. Um, like so, I'm. I either just block them out of my memory, or I'm trying to think. Manually block them on a request. Yeah, yeah. There have been people I blocked on a request. Um, yeah, and I logged in, and I think that person you uh, he, he should not be named um, with the Vishan's peak. Uh, is one of them. Uh, and I didn't even know who that person was until recently. But Oh, yeah, that that that's who I'm thinking about most of the time. Maybe one of the worst players I've ever played with. Yeah. Um, but, like, in a group, if, one, if I'm, I'm the group leader, I, I just don't put up with that shit. Um, I don't care if it's going to mean we're going to have to look for a new enchanter or a new healer. If somebody's being talked to the group, I, I boot them immediately. And then if the other people complain, then I'll say, well, you know, I, I'm not going to deal with it. I don't even ask. I just, I boot them. Um, it's it's really hard to forget that this is just a video game. Like people have lives out of here, you know, yeah. and it's really easy to think like this is like a second life or like 
um, a second job or something. But, um, but you, you got to remember, like, if if I'm not having fun in a video game that's supposed to be causing me to have fun. Yep. That's I'll, my attitude about it. I'll, I, I'll I, just I nip it in the butt immediately. Just you're yeah. gone. Um, what do you feel about, like, people that are trolling or trollish? Um, because they can have... They can be both good and bad, I think. Yeah, I, I have fun with it sometimes. I think you saw like how I handle a troll. Um, I don't argue with them head on because that's what they want. Um, I don't entertain their opinion because, again, that's what they want. I usually just um, I, I try to show them kindness. And I feel like that's an emotion that they're not they're used to seeing. And it kind of throws them off a little bit. I shower them with praise and, you know, affection in some ways, and they don't know how to deal with it. I feel like it just diffuses the situation and lets it move on to somebody else. Do you think that groups and guilds need that, that like one person that is like a troll, that is outspoken, that is, you well, I mean, know, we don't have it in house, and I'm, I'm happy for that. You don't think so? I don't, I can't think of anybody. I mean, if, if you could think about it, I wouldn't want to name them right now. If you could think of anybody, but um, I think myself, uh, I don't consider you a troll. Like, I, feel, I don't I feel like I do trolly things to like have fun though. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about somebody who's, you know, kind of toxic troll. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like trolls can be good and bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I poke fun at people. Like if I'm making fun at like my personality is if I'm making fun of you or ripping on you, then that means I like you. Like if I don't. Right. Like surge in his taunt button. Yes. Hi, surge. Yeah. Hi, surge. Have Um, you found your taunt button yet? Yeah. Uh, You might want to put your shield on next time. Just saying, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just saying, buddy. We both, we play D&D with Surge, we group with (laughs) Surge, we raid with Surge every night, and I really like Surge. I like Um, Surge. But Surge is not above getting picked on for having his bags messier than all hell and not using his tom button. (laughs) But also, I'm going to give Surge some praise, so we're not totally picking on him. He boxes four characters, boxes them well. He does an excellent job at mezzing, healing, and tanking. I couldn't do it. I don't even want to think about doing it. I hate I hate one boxing let alone uh, four boxing. So, um, yeah, shout out to you, dude. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like like I said, if, if I didn't actually, like, care about him or didn't, you know, consider him a friend, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't rip on him because, I mean, like, I'm not, wouldn't be comfortable with doing that, you know? And so I feel like when I'm being, I guess, air quotes, trolly with somebody, that means it's somebody Sorry. that I like. Yeah, it's not not in jest in in trying to hurt their feelings or anything. Just like uh, I know often if you're ever on the Mangler or Thornblades general chat and you ask what function uh, to open up a window, (laughs) I'm going to tell you it's all F4. Yep. Uh, I can't help it. (laughs) It just comes right off the fingers, all F4. And uh, I hope one or two people hit all, all F4 and their computer shuts down first. Yeah, I know some people do like uh, slash EX or slash Q. Uh, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll fix it for you. That's a really good one for an extended target window. It's slash mm-hmm. EX. That, mm-hmm. that gets a lot of people. Which uh, will exit you out of the game, right? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> There's like no, uh, I, don't, I don't think it does. I don't remember if it's immediately or it gives you a pop-up window. It might be immediately. 
But yeah, those are those are different kinds of trolls. I think, like you said, those are, I guess, friendly trolls. But I can think of some trolling that happened like an OG EverQuest. Yeah, what you got? Like, um, like you used to not have shared bank slots, so right. you would have to put anything that you wanted to transfer to a box character in a bag on the ground you know, log your character off and then log your other character on. Mm -hmm. And if you ever saw somebody like going to like the dark corners of Misty Thicket or something. Yeah. Or in Kelton by a tree or something. mm -hmm. You would, uh, you would follow them. And I say, Hey, what's this person doing over here? Right. And then if you saw a bag on the ground, do you, do you pick it up? Ooh. Back in the day you used to pick it up and see, at least it was inside. Hmm. Well, you found a fungi tunic. What do you do now? Oh, I can't do that, somebody. <laughs> I think I would pick it up and then let them like panic for a moment and then trade it back with them. Yeah, that's very trolly. But yeah. you're also being polite about it. You've given it back. Yeah. But people were people had to do that because they couldn't trust anybody. Oh, I remember that. I mean I had I had a friend, a real life friend who I played with. So if I want to do something like that, and I also had people you know, in game that I would transfer platinum or um, items with. And I mean, I would only have known them for like a month or something. And it was an opportunity for them to be a troll. But no, I, I never got burnt on any situation like that. Do you remember very old request where the links to items didn't even, didn't even exist? Oh, yeah, definitely. To yeah. view an item, you had to put it in a trade window. And then in the trade window, you were able to right-click on the item and see it. I don't remember doing that. Um, I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, I understand, like, that's probably how it was done. But it just wasn't something I was really interested in. And, like, I remember looking up on, like, Alakazam, if somebody said, I have crafted gauntlets. And then I would want to see what they're like. Um, I would look them up at Alakazam. So uh, I know for... You know, um, on Vishan, the trade was not EC Tunnel. It was uh, behind behind Jade's in East Freeport, North Freeport. Okay. Can't remember. Ours anyway. was uh, Greater Fay. Oh, really? Yeah. Greater Fay was the place to trade. So if you would go up, somebody would say, hey, selling fungi, selling crafted, selling black fur boots or whatever. Um You'd be like, okay, hey, uh, let me see the stats on it or whatever. Show me what you got to to buy, and they would put everything in the trade window with you. Okay. Um, and sometimes, uh, out of habit, they would click trade. Oh. And then, yeah. <laughs> if you were quick with it, you could click trade back. Well, what are you gonna say? You're gonna people are gonna dispute that the trade, you know, wasn't supposed to happen. He clicked trade. I clicked trade. I got my items. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, reputation. So, you know, back then, you know, name change wasn't something. I don't, did they do name changes? Um, no, I don't believe so. I don't think they did. I mean, you would be mar your reputation would be marred, but it would also depend on the reputation of that seller. And so there'd be that mm -hmm. that like that face off. Be like, we know this seller. We don't know this other person who stole the stuff. Like how? Yeah. It's like for me, I just. I believe in karma in a lot of ways. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't do, I wouldn't do stuff like that, but yeah, it'd be really tempting to do. I also know, uh, 
I know we've obviously gotten off. We we I think we understand the differences of like uh, good and bad players, but um, I think we're we're talking about trolls now. I I yeah. ha- I have another memory of like, oh, uh, Adam Monk, you know, like, hey, can you drag my corpse? I'm like, yeah, give me consent, and then oh. you just drag your corpse deeper into, yeah. <laughs> into lower cuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, back then, dying was horrible. Uh, now it's, I mean, and I think that's a lot of times in women group and I'm really cautious for some reason. I have this instinct like death is, is terrible and it's not so bad anymore. I should know that difference now, but, um, yeah, doing something like that, you're basically wiping away all their gear perhaps because I think you had a few days to get it. Oh, they would give you consent to drag their corpse, but when they gave you consent, you could loot their corpse. Right? Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that that was I think that was a not a great thing. Um but also I'm, I had I'm, let me just say I'm glad those mechanics are out of the game now. Right. Those uh those are things that I mean you had to be so careful. There were so many the risk versus reward back in the day was so bad. And then Add on top of it, if you played on a Zex server where you're playing PvP, holy smokes. Well, I, th- I think we're going to talk about this in another, epi- another episode, but P99, like we definitely we need to talk about P99 because I know there's people that still play it, um, quite a few people, and I have experiences from P99. Uh, did you ever play P99? Um, let me tell you, I was going to play P99 other than instead of paying right i was gonna go yeah. start a character it was right. free just play and hop on and do some fun things level up your character but um i'm a computer dum-dum sometimes um i will i will be the first person to admit like trying to put gina on the computer or a parser or something if it's not just like plug and play where you download the mm-hmm. the uh program and it just starts working for you writing gina commands or anything like that no no thank you i cannot i i have i'm not interested in learning how to do it so therefore i don't know how to do it right well i guess Um, this is where being an old man became an advantage right well yeah because you guys had to do ms stuff yeah exactly on your uh commodore 64 and shit right yeah i'm sure you did Uh old man right (laughs) um but yeah, so uh, I tried to get the files to work for P99 and I followed the guide step by step and uh, I left with it not working. And when I asked some questions on how to get the files to work, because you have to like overwrite files and add these files and this right. and that, yeah. uh, it, it wasn't working. So I, I said, okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I think like the only reason I bring it up is because all these like quote old EverQuest things we're talking about still exist on P99. Like the... I think there's some quality of life on P99 though, where like yeah, you have to do corpse runs, but I don't think like if you can send a player, they're gonna be able to loot your stuff anymore. I right, think but that... don't you like die? Don't you uh, appear naked at your bind? Yeah. Okay. I think so. That's we'll have to, to me like we'll have to test it out. Um, but yeah, that's or we'll have to ask people. What I know. Do you mean we? Oh, well, I we know. Like, not. so 
I don't, I don't think I'll be able to do it because I think like running both programs, I'm not savvy enough to do this. Where if you update the patcher, you can't play P99 anymore. But I don't want to delete all my stuff from the Mangler Thornblade stuff. So yeah, I, think UI and stuff. Yeah. I know Rippy, Rippy's played P99, and I also think um, uh, I've I got a couple of guest star ideas for the future of people that have been on guess, P99. Guest stars um, now. Okay. Um, guest, guest hosts, guest players. Who do you want to call them? Uh, guests. Guests, okay. Um, I think we have a couple of guests that uh, are frequent P99, so... Okay. I think we'll be able to get those answers in the future. Maybe we'll have a P99 episode. I I do want to. Um, there's so many like unique servers, and uh, you know, not just P99. That's the most well-known one. But I know there's like uh, what is that, Alcabor or something like that. Uh, yeah, there's another one. It's um, Easy Mode and EZ, like the letters E and Z. And you think, oh, it's easy, like it's it's relatively simple. That's not what EZ stood for. It's an expanded zones uh, server. And the level, I think they increase the levels, they increase the experience rate, and also new items. Like everything is expanded. And um, I think they talk about, like I was two boxing there, kind of messing around. And they said, if you're not going to box an entire group, and you can use programs that they don't care. They don't have the rules that they have on EverQuest um, live. But I was like, do I really want a six box? I was like, no, I don't. So I just stopped playing. But it was really interesting. They introduced new quests and new mobs and new uh, zones even on that, on that server. Yeah, I'd like to go through and maybe find a list of all the custom servers and shout them out. I know Pantheus might have some ideas about that. I'm going to shout yeah. out Pantheus uh, on Twitch there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in, in Pels on Mangler for a little bit. Yeah, Very good he guy. helped Polly get um, part of his epic done. That you know, if we ever had one as a guest, I, I think he would be a guest star. Um, Pantheus, a guest star. Yeah, I think yeah. he would. He would be elevated to that guest star level. Um, but I would love our to a, talk. Our intro him. would have to be like some metal music, though, because every time I watch a stream, he's watching some metal stuff or listening to some metal music. I'm yeah. just watching him jamming out. So that's yeah. fun. And uh, his cat. He has to bring his cat. Yes. Sasha. This is cat's name. Sasha. Fuck. Yeah. I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, I, I watched Pantheus a lot and it, it kind of and I like the streamers so like I I. You know, there's other streamers out there, and I think we'll get to them eventually. But Pantheus, for me, um, really got me back into the game. I think I was watching Overwatch stuff while I was doing schoolwork, and I would be, like, researching stuff and just kind of have it on the background. And then one day, he was um, – I saw EverQuest as a, as a tag. I was like, hey, EverQuest, let me check this out. And so when I checked it out, I mean, it was intense. Like you said, it was, like, metal music. He had like long hair and a beard. And I was like, who is this dude? And I just saw him playing. And I, you know, he's one of those good players in so many ways. Like he might not be the absolute and like kind. I, kind. I like to say how kind he is. Yeah. And like he's not like the top notch player that gets all the utility out of his class, but he knows his class and he plays it uh, very well. 
and also, um, like you said, the kindness and just the chill. And like when I watched him play, I was like, that's that's the player I want to be. I want to be this person who's just chill with the game and is enjoying it. And I'm glad that, you know, it was really cool for me to know that he liked pals and I was already in pals. I didn't know they had a connection and it was cool to rave with him just for a couple of times. Yeah. Very awesome. And he's, like I said, I, we haven't played together in, in a couple of months now. Uh, I would say almost pushing on a year. Um, but anytime I pop into a stream and I say, Hey, it's poking, he knows exactly who I am. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, romantic. <laughs> so yeah, you should definitely, I mean, there's other streamers as well on Twitch. Uh, definitely check them out. Um, hundred and ten percent. Go check out. Go check Pantheus, out Pantheus. So. Check him out first, um, and give him a follow. Use, use your Amazon Prime subscription because I know all of you have it, and subscribe yep. to him on on uh, on uh, Twitch. There, yep. it's worth it. Totally. Um, okay, so I know we're getting close to you know the hour mark or right about there. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna ask you one more question. Okay. Um, and this is an easy one. Um, this is from the EverQuest forums. Okay. I don't know if okay. you follow the forums at all. Not really. Um, but the question is, when you're done camping a named mob, do you kill the placeholder or do you leave it up? Um, okay. So I've killed, I killed a named mob. There's an empty spot there. For me, I'm done. I just walk away. Like so you're farming uh ghoul lord, okay? Yeah, yeah. And lower duck. Mm -hmm. And you get your yak, okay? Yep. And you're happy, you're done. And now you just leave? You're done? I'm you're done. not gonna keep farming it? Well, I mean, like what's the point of farming it? If I if what I was hoping for I got, then I'm how done. about yeah. how about you're farming a a mob? Killing placeholder after placeholder after placeholder. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't drop the item that you're looking for. So right. you're killing, so you're this killing was happening. the lord, and he doesn't drop the yak. Yeah, this was happening. Let me give you an example of this. It actually did happen. So my rogue poly, um, I wanted to get all the masks, the illusion masks. And I was down in Chardock killing the overseer. Dizok or something? I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, so for the uh, Halfling Illusion halfling, Mask, right? Halfling mm -hmm. Illusion Mask, right. And I could get it where I'm only killing the placeholder or the named. Right. And I, I got the Halfling Mask eventually. Mm -hmm. And there were times where I didn't get it, and I would kill the placeholder, or I'd kill the named, and I'd have to leave. And then so I would just leave. So you would just, you would leave the placeholder up then? No, uh, I'd always kill the placeholder before leaving. Like if I was still there and I still wanted what I wanted, I would kill the placeholder and then leave. And then leave. Yep. Maybe, maybe the name would spawn after you left. Yeah, it's also yeah, but it's also um, dependent on how difficult that placeholder is. For me, you know, at the level I was, it was simple. It died within like a minute, so and there was no risk of dying. But if it was a challenging thing, then yeah, I guess maybe I'd leave it up. But more often I, than not, I would kill it. I think like 
I was trying to farm shiny metallic robe um, mm-hmm. for Pokin's Epic, maybe. And I'm sitting in Lower Guck and I'm killing the Archmages. And um, if I get a placeholder, I'm leaving it up. I'm going to make you, I'm not going to just have you have the Archmages up when you walk into the zone. I don't think that's cool. Well, I think there's two. Especially if I did all the work, you know? Yeah. So let me tell you, like, my reasoning for killing the placeholder. Yes. Um, there is a chance, like, after you've logged out, and then 20 minutes or whatever is later, the name can spawn and somebody can walk in and get it, right? Right. But what if that person who wanted it after you, um, and then you don't kill the placeholder, and then they have to kill placeholder after placeholder, and then you log in and, hey, it's camped because player number two really wanted that shiny metallic robe. Now they're going to have to struggle for it. It's kind of an investment, maybe for yourself, if no one else comes back, or maybe for the next person to get it faster. That way it's opened up for you that much earlier. I don't know. Too many variables on that. I'm def- <laughs> so, uh, I, you're, you're, you're killing the placeholder. I'm leaving it up. So yeah. we're of two different schools there. Yep. So cool. I don't want to well, follow was- you after camp. No. No, because uh, I'm making you do at least another 20-minute spawn of Archmages. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think this was a good episode. I know it took a little bit to get into the EverQuest uh, meat part of the episode, but you know, I had fun talking about Time Bandits. Um, had fun talking about you know Instagram and, and some social yeah. media and what stuff. What makes a good and, or bad player? Uh-huh. That was That was great. Um, yeah, it really made me think about those topics. Like we didn't, you know, I think these, this is great for us to do sometimes where we didn't really have a topic in mind, but we just kind of like talked about whatever was on our mind at the moment. And I had a topic in mind, but I didn't, I didn't want you to know about it. So. Oh, so you wanted me to be on the, on the ball off the cuff, but you yeah. kind of had your mind. I also, I think, uh, I think I'm going to get some trivia questions for you maybe next episode. That sounds like work. Yeah, but um, there's some learning involved, I think, maybe. Uh, I'm done learning. I got my PhD. Let me, let me <laughs> stop it. Okay, well, cool. you know, I think, like I said, great episode. Um, I'm off for the next couple of days. Maybe we can do another one this weekend. Yeah, I think so. I think we also need to spend a lot of time on Thornblade. This weekend is, I mean, if you're listening to this later, it's not going to be this weekend. But if you're listening to it uh shorter after the release, we got a uh, bonus experience on all the servers, 70%, 76% bonus for the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. How long is that going for? Do you know? Probably until Monday. I don't know. Because uh, Sunday is... So it's a week. It's an, it's starting July 1st until July 8th at oh 11 p.m. Pacific. Wow. So I know I need some power sources. Let's go get those bad boys. And I need one so I don't need to get those anymore. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, let's also do some Thornblade. Uh, we could probably get up with 76% increase in levels. What do you, what level do you think we're getting to? I'm thinking we're getting at a least week? 35 with I think 35, 40. This depends on your schedule. If you're free. If you're free. I'm free until Sunday. Okay. So. I got a little work to do, but I can, we'll make it work. Quit. Quit your job. I kind of did. <laughs> so, all right. Cue up that uh, that outro music so we can get on out of here. Oh, by the way, I got new outro music. 
Uh-oh. Here we go. Play it. Play it. <laughs> 